Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM. The Viewpoint. Weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. Song is on on The Viewpoint. This is a time for rejoicing. The sun is shining bright. We
edition. This is The Viewpoint with myself, Songa Zomabek, the 13 May 2019. The day after, the day before. Elections have come and gone. We know who is going to Parliament. We know who our leaders are. This song is Sabela by Mamas Bongile Kumalo. How apt. Sabela ANC, 230 seats. Sabela DA, 84 seats. Sabela Wena EFF, 44 seats. Ingata Freedom Party, 14 seats. Sabela Wena Freyot's Front, plus 10 seats. Sabela ACDP, 4 seats. Sabela NFP, 2 seats. Sabela General Holomisa, UDM, 2. Good, 2 seats as well for you, Auntie Pat. Cope, 2 seats, dropping at every election. ATM, 2. New Kids on the Block. African Independent Congress, two seats. PAC, one seat. They just managed to hold on to their one seat in the previous administration. Aljama, one seat. It's 20 past. Stay tuned. Mr. Garabo Moilwa is on hold to have a full discussion about the winners and losers of the most recent national general election. The sixth administration is about to be ushered in. After this. Famous for putting their game in another gear when challenged. Five times FA Cup champions Manchester City battles it out with the 1984 finalists Watford FC in the much-anticipated 2019 FA Cup final. Individual brilliance will meet teamwork as the citizens rely on their star players such as Captain Vincent Company, goal-scoring machines Sergio Aguero and Raheem Sterling to unlock the Watford defence. Sterling! The Yellow Army will fight back to reach troops like Abdullahi Dekore, Troy Dini and Gerard Delafeo. Oh, that's a glorious finish. Gerard Delafeo making no mistake. Catch the FA Cup final this Saturday, live on SABC3 at 5.30pm. Brought to you by SABC Sports, for the love of the game. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Song is on my birthday on The Viewpoint. Song is on my birthday on air, 13th day of May 2019. And in a couple of days, we will know who exactly our parliamentarians are because they have to be sworn in within two days. And I understand that's going to happen sometime this week when the Chief Justice is going to call an extraordinary sitting of members of parliament and swear them in where after they will have the president of the country picked but before we get ahead of ourselves we have to talk about the the winners we have to talk about the losers i've got the list of the election results here with me but i'm not going to talk over them i'm not going to talk to them because mr karabo moyelwa is much better at doing that he's the director at aristo intelico communications he's a writer as well as an analyst and we're going to rely on all those skill sets right now Ndade, how are you Good evening to you, Songezo, and to the wonderful listeners of FEFM. And uh, by the way, we've got a great love and appreciation for that song you've been playing. So thank you very much for that, Songezo. We played it just because we knew you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Great Give us a bird's you. eye view. What what happened? What happened with the national poll? Bird's eye view. Look, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, it, 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 there is some of our expectations. I think, uh, you know, some expected, the, the expectation was there for the ANC, you know, to do very well. Uh, well in fact, they pulled off a, group, a, a great show as compared to, you know, the reactions. In fact, the, 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 the way the, the, the opposition were looking for them to, to perform, 
I think they, they put out a good great show for, for themselves. Uh, if you look at other, you know, smaller parties, especially the newer ones, uh, I, I think they, you know, they caught us by surprise. If you look at the likes of ATM, managing to get two seats, uh, there's a party that we only came to know about last year, so, Gizu, so a big showing for them there. But also, how can one not talk about the ESF, the IFP, as well as the VF, you know, the Freedom Front Plus? Uh, those, of course, coming out... In, Big numbers. Uh, the EFF, you know, just in 2014 got about 25 seats. This time going up to 44. IFP from 10 to 14. VF from 4 to 10. Uh, so, you know, it, it, it's a great show and it shows that our democracy is, is maturing at an increasing rate. And I think, you know, if you look at these numbers, when you look at these numbers, actually, you begin to realize the complexity of the electorate in South Africa. And I think that's what this election showed us. We're taking your calls on 891 We are in studio with Mr. Karabo Moyilwa, who's the director of Aristo in Telecommunications. We are dissecting what has just recently happened in the national poll, specifically talking about the losers, talking about the winners, and you know as much about that because you voted, South Africa. South Africans voted in numbers, and everything we are talking about is because of the mass participation that had to take place last week, Wednesday, on 8 May. And because of that, we are inviting you to give us your thoughts on exactly what it is that we are now seized with going into the sixth administration. 0891-104-207. WhatsApp voice notes, 0614-104-107. Garabo, let's talk about the big three. The ANC lost seats, the DA lost seats, 19 and 5 respectively. The EFF gained a whole 19. So the EFF, in five years plus one, six years, has amassed as much as 44 seats. Not too bad. Not too bad. Not bad at all, and I think a lot of us were looking at that. Uh, I think you know, if you look at the general, uh, you know, mood in the country, uh, one would have expected the party to get more, but your know, reality will always come and catch up with you. And I think uh, the reality is that uh, you know the ESF as a, as a party that's growing and it's it's, it's growing incredibly well. Uh, the leaders tend to get ahead of themselves. Of course, you know, the, the word on the streets were that, uh, you know, that they, they would love to come into government and take power. But there's a party that's still growing and, you know, that's appealing to a lot of young people in the country. Uh, if you look at the list of, of, of candidates or rather, you know, the people they're looking to take into parliament, uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the coming administration, a great a crop of great young people who I think South Africans really aspire to and would love to, can, cannot wait to have in, in the National Assembly. So a great showing by the party. And I think uh, part of the reason why they were able to get so many numbers is because South Africans and young South Africans have been hungry for an alternative like the EFF. I think uh, you know, if you look at the ANC and how it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's been losing support over time. Uh, I think most of those numbers are, you know, flowing over to the ESF because of what one may refer to as the likeliness in policy, you know, of, of the two parties. Obviously, you know, the ESF more inclined to the left as compared to the ANC, a bit more radical. But people have been looking for an alternative to the ANC that can speak to the same issues as, you know, the ones that, you know, South Africans used to experience within or under the shelter of the ANC. And so the EFF has come out as such an, an, an organization, and I think that's why we've seen them grow at such a rapid pace, uh, whereas on the other hand, the ANC is not doing so well. If ever I could offer some analysis, it must be between these three parties, the EFF at least going to the polls 
they didn't have any internal squabbles as we saw within the ANC, as we continue to see within the ANC. Secretary General and President going hammer and tongs. One says this, the other says that. The DA struggled for a long time to contain Patricia DeLow. They have to offer apologies. They're being forced by the IEC to say as much because they are lying in terms of why she left the party. The EFF absolved itself of that. And I'm not talking about Temu Ngozi Khaula here. He was dealt with. He was out. Mm. At least insofar as it goes to the polls and the unity, if you will, of the leadership of these respective parties, the EFF, the EFF played a good game. Yes, uh, I think they were the better ones, uh, you know, when referring to, to party squabbles. If you look at the likes of Isma Khashuli, I mean, this is a guy who's been in a, you know, a cesspool of incestuous relationships. He's, this is a guy who's been associated with the likes of the Guptas. Uh, you know, his name came, came up quite a number of times in the condition of inquiring to state capture. Uh, taking also into consideration the book that was released by Peter Maybeck, uh, you know, a host of, you know, a, a load of uh, allegations against him. And so this, this, there's no way that these things could have you know, impacted negatively on, on, on how the ANC you know, performed in the, in the election. Uh, going back also to you know, the Nazra conference, we know just how many were unhappy with this election. I think you know, people did say that it was going to change the image of the ANC. Uh, so Selvana Posa had, of course, a, a much bigger task of ensuring that he restores the confidence of the public into into the party. Uh, that, of course, not going to be easy with, uh, with you know, Esma Khashoggi as Secretary General. David Nabuza was one such uh, liability, but I think he, he kind of managed to, to contain him. I mean, ahead of the elections, David Nabuza was not so much in the limelight. And so uh, Esma Khashoggi came to the fore and was more in the center. And I I think you know, that's part of the reason why uh, the ANC did not do so well. The Democratic Alliance, uh, I think things, I don't think things are going to get any easier. If you look at the squabbles they had with uh, Patricia DeLille and how that whole process was handled, obviously tainted, tainted the, you know, the image of the party. And of course, the DA had lost about a significant number of their votes also to, to boot as a result of the mistreatment of uh, Patricia DeLille. So... That it, it, was, it was bound to happen, and I think the ESF kind of, you know, could have fallen into the trap with the whole uh, VBS saga. But I think they handled it pretty well, and uh, you know, they, they stayed united and they continued to give, to defend those who were implicated, the likes of Fred Chibam, and never really turned against their own ahead of the elections. And I think, that, you know, that could have played uh, in their favour as well. So. Uh, a big, big, big problem remains, I think, for for the ANC. Uh, they don't seem to be panicking at the moment. They're talking about premier lists. Uh, on the part of the Democratic Alliance, obviously, now in panic mode, we know today they have their FedEx meeting. Um, unfortunately, without the party leader there, something that uh, is alarming. So it speaks way, volumes, and I, one can only wonder what it speaks for. What, what Do you know something uh, we don't? For, for, you for mentioned my man. Sorry, you was talking about this last point. Do you know something we don't? You're saying in the absence of the leader. What does that mean? Um, uh, Musa Maimani did not appear there when he came out to, 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 to make the statement uh, after the, the Federal Executive uh, Committee meeting. Uh, he was not there in solidarity with the leaders of the Democratic Alliance. And certainly that speaks volumes. Uh, at a time when there's so much speculation in the public space, that uh, he could be sidelined as a result of the, the, the DA's poor performance in the election. So 
I mean, they need to be coming out and as a, as a unit and really you know, giving assurance to those voices that are that are really concerned about his, his his leadership and his style of leadership in the Democratic Alliance and the possibility that he might be pushed out into the cold. So the Democratic Alliance is not coming out as one such party, and I, I think it's going to raise a lot of questions going ahead. This sounds pretty much similar to the story and fate that befell one Lindy Wemazibugo. Could the DA recover from these things in terms of not being able to handle themselves internally, especially when it has to do with an African leader? Look, I think in the past they've really been able to recover from them. You talk about the likes of Lindy Wemazibugo and there have been many others in the Democratic Alliance who were pushed out and they still continue to grow as an organization. I think what they're struggling with now is how to create or project themselves as an organization. I think uh, over the past few years, we've tried to change the party so much. Uh, we've tried to change the cosmetic face of the organization so much that we're beginning to see, and of course there's no real empirical evidence to support this, but the observation in, in this space is that uh, uh, your, your, your white conservative voters or DA conservative voters might be moving away from the party as a result of this massive transformation that we're seeing in the over popularization of black faces in the organization as part of its strategy to attract your attract your, your black voter. And so your conservative whites might be feeling that, uh, you know, in time, uh, there will no longer be space for them in the organization. The, the same way they feel about many uh, of, of, of the, the policies that exist in this space that, that uh, you know, speak about black uh, empowerment. You talk about BEE, you talk about affirmative action. We've always had, you know, we know the stance of the Democratic Alliance in so far as those policies are concerned. And so they could, they, they, they feel for some reason that you know, that kind of mood might be coming into the party. And as a result of that, I think they're going to lose most of their white conservative voters. And uh, for have. them, I don't think it's, it's very good. Stay tuned for this analysis from Mr. Karabomoyilwa. He is the director of Aristo Intelico Communications. We have to take a quick ad break. But in the meantime, tell us your thoughts, your perspectives on the losers and winners of elections 2019. The number to dial is 891 WhatsApp 614 This is SAFM Viewpoint with myself, Songazuma Petra. We are always leading the conversation. Stay tuned. Call Songhez or now, now. 0891-104-207. Yes, yes, yes. We are back live on air with Mr. Karabo Moyilwa, director at Aristo Intelico Communications. He's also an author as well as political analyst. And we are going to rely largely on his analysis as we are talking about the ANC and everybody else. ANC because they've got the majority in parliament. But we're talking about the winners. We're talking about the losers from elections 2019. The sixth administration is about to take shape and place in this coming week as members of parliament will be sworn in. But before we can get to understand what is going on there, we need to know what has just recently happened on May 8. The winners and losers, 891 We're taking your calls. WhatsApp voice notes, 614 A quick shout out to Pastor Paul Ngabinde, who I had a wonderful Uber ride this evening and he promised to listen to the social to this show. So, Pastor Paul Ngabinde, if you're listening, I am still here. Monday motivation he gave me. He said, we fail in the waiting period. Not a bad Monday motivation, don't you think, given the fact that there have been too many parliamentary parties or parties who have failed in the last five years. Probably, given how the elections went to Karabo, the ANC did to an extent fail. They, 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 they failed not only to improve, but they lost seats, 19 of them, and that failure is characterized 
by its inability to divorce itself from this last nine years story that everybody seems to be talking about. Can we expect something different in the ensuing five years? Um, it's going to take many years, Sengi. Uh, uh, so I think the ANC has not really been good at, you know, dealing with the controversies and the troubles that it, it faces. Uh, there's been, you know, instances of, of, of crises in the ANC, and we've never really seen them react in a way that satisfies society and that satisfies its members. And I, I don't think we're going to see much change. There's going to be change. I think people are going to have, uh, are most likely to develop some form of, you know, trust in certain parts of an individual. And I've always tried to separate the two uh, because of the way that, you know, the ANC has, you know, tends to do things. Uh, currently, as, I, as, as we speak, they are in an NEC special meeting to discuss uh, premier list and who should go to, to parliament, not so much you know, their performance. And I think that's been one of the ANC's most weakest traits, uh, you know, their failure, inability to reflect and to really accept that, you know, we're, we're losing and we're not, we're not growing as an organization. As a result of that, uh, that you know, decisive and bold decisions need to be taken. They're not going to be enjoyed by everybody, but you know, action needs to be taken against those who continue to compromise uh, the integrity of the organization. You look at the likes of Isma Khashoggi, who continues to serve as Secretary General of the organization. Just weeks ago, we heard that uh, an integrity committee of the party was looking into the list of individuals who are going to parliament. And uh, they've yet to give us a clear indication of what's going on with that, who's in that list, and if indeed individuals are going to, 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 be, to be put out uh, as a result of you know, the, 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 the impact or the impact they, they, they may have had. Uh, that may have impacted negatively on the on the outcome of the election. Uh, we're told also about individuals have to be uh, to have to resign, in, you know, voluntarily, uh, such that we are able to to move forward as a country for the ANC to go forward. But if individuals don't resign in the ANC, they are, they continue to serve in those positions uh, without any form of panic for the uh, for, from the party. I don't think it's something that Sildama Tosa has power over. I don't think we're going to see him doing anything about it in the coming future. What he's done, in fact, is to try and bring the institutions in, to try, you know, as, as a way to you know, de- disintegrate all these individuals. You look at the Commission of Inquiry into State Capture, all these individuals were implicated, Nomvola Mukwenyane, Isma Khashule, Batabilaganin, and so on. Uh, I think his plan is to get these individuals as tainted as possible using these institutions so that ultimately he's able to take logical decisions that are informed by the outcomes of those uh, processes so that he doesn't have to find himself in a situation where he's taking these decisions from a party position and losing support within the party as somebody who is pressing so it's a mammoth of a task for him, and I don't think um, it's something that we're going to see him resolving anytime soon. Let's talk about the smaller parties, and before we do that, I just want to remind callers that we're in conversation with Mr. Karabo Moyilwa, who's the director at Aristo Intelico Communications, a writer and political analyst. We're taking your calls on 891 Just give us your thoughts in terms of the losers and the winners. Let's talk about the party representation, and what is it that you expect to see from the MPs who will be sworn in later this week? Let's talk about the gains of the EF, I mean of the IFP. They gained four seats from 10 to 14, and it's the first time they have increased their returns from an election since 94. 1994, they got however many seats they got, and every election since, they had lost. Only now they've gained four seats up to 14. Same thing as you had mentioned earlier on with the Freedom Fund. They had four. 
they've now got 10. And you mentioned something quite interesting. The DA had lost its Afrikaans voters to an extent. Could they have gone to the Freedom Front? Uh, possibly. Uh, you know, that's my observation. I think uh, they could have lost some of the Af- African voters to the Freedom Front Plus uh, because of the fear that I spoke about that, you know, the party could be coming uh, overpopulated popu- pop- pop- by blacks. And uh, when, when that happens, of course, you lose opportunity. They, they lose out on the opportunity to, to ascend in party ranks and ultimately lead the organization at, at, at upper uh, levels. So, I think they might have gone to the to the Freedom Front Plus as part of you know the 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 the, 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 the objective to strengthen their organisation and ensure that you know they ascend in those party ranks. As strong as yes means uh, you're most likely to see uh, a more African coming into parliament and you know representing the, the the cultural views and you know because as we know VF is mostly cultural uh, if anything. So I think that that's been big for them. But in, in, you know, in the case of of, of the Inkata Freedom Party, uh, you know, gaining four, four, 14 seats, uh, and that's an improvement from 2.40 in in in, in 2014 to 3.38 in, in 2019, a big improvement there. But you look at how uh, this is in, in relation to the NFP, which came out, of course, it was a breakaway of the IFP, and we yes. know that the IFP in the previous election had lost a number of a number of votes to the NFP. Six the NFP this time around doing a real, you know, performing poorly. I mean, the previous uh, uh, election they got around six seats. Uh, today, yes, I speak to you, they've gone down to two seats. Uh, because of the absence of of, of Zanela Gamagwaz and B, uh, CB in the political space over the past five years, it's not been the most encouraging and most powerful of leaders in terms of their pro- presence in that province. So there's no way I don't think they could have done really well. Uh, so the the ISP, in my view, uh, managing to win uh, most of their votes from the NFP to strengthen them and really uh, get them going this time around. Talk about the NFP. I understand from somebody who's quite in the political space that Professor Ntlanda Kubisa might have left the party and or will be joining the ANC. How much of that is correct or do you understand it to be so? I'm not, you know, conversant with that very much. But if that is indeed the case, I think it's going to be a big blow to the NFP. I think uh, this is a party that, you know, has been weak for quite some time now. There's been leadership squabbles. Uh, There's been those who are saying, look, Zanila Gamakwaza is not fit to lead the party and therefore uh, should allow somebody else who's fit, who's, uh, you know, out there in the public space to come in and really help improve. Uh, in so far as the numbers of the party, uh, of the support for the party are concerned. And I think uh, that's why we saw some of the voters of the NFP from the previous election moving back to the IFP and other, or, fa- or finding a home in other political parties. Precisely because of that, because there's not been clear, uh, a clear mandate or rather a clear direction in the organization in terms of where they're going in so far as leadership is concerned. So certainly going to be a big blow for the NFP going, going forward. Let's say call South Africa. It's 2033. We haven't got too much time left with Mr. Garabo Moyilwa. He's the director of Aristo Intellico Communications, a right and political analyst. And we're talking about the fact that 2019 elections have come and as soon as they came, so soon they went. 400 seats have now been allocated. The ANC, of course, taking on the most returns, 230. Let's talk about political implications of all of this. Let's talk about the members of parliament who, from the candidates list we saw early on in the lead up to the elections, who will be going back to parliament. Let's talk about how we can further participate in this democracy. 
democracy and it not just be a once-off thing once every five years with the right to vote as per 1D of the Constitution. First call, Ntlantla, president of PRM, People's Revolutionary Movement in KZN. Hello, hello, Ntlantla. Hello, how are you? Fine, thank you, sir. How are you? I am fine, I'm fine. Where's Ashraf? I don't know. I'm here. What's your point? Oh, yeah, it's better it's you, Ashraf. Uh, now, people have voted. Uh, they've spoken and then they've made their choices. Uh, parties have been allocated seats. Now is the time for action. The ANC, EFF, PAC, UTM, on the land question, I want to see if there's going to be a change. But uh, let me tell you, and I promise the listeners, definitely they're not going to do anything. They won't deliver expropriation of, of land without compensation, I'm telling you, for the next five years. Until South Africans realize that they made a mistake by voting that the ANC, even though we feel that the ANC voted itself using IDC back into uh, uh, the position in which they are holding. Although they could not uh, uh, have uh, the numbers that they said they will get the less like victory. But the ANC voted itself back into government, and they will repeat the very same mistake that they are doing by ignoring people, by having infights, killing one another. They started in Newcastle, and they'll continue doing that. There won't be uh, expropriation of land without compensation. They're still going to be uh, load shaking. They're still going to continue with the commission, the zone commission, without any action being taken. Uh, the more things change, the more they remain the same. New parties are coming in uh, to be in the parliament. It's good for them, but there's nothing that is going to change for the poor. Thank you. Let's talk about the People's Revolutionary Movement. They walked away with just under 3,000 seats. That's your party. What happened? Yes, uh, the People's Revolutionary Movement, for the first time, uh, they went for election uh, with uh, more than 20,000 members. It's a shock. We're still working on that. We're trying to visit our members. Uh, we have deployed our leaders and members to go and visit each individual member who voluntarily joined the PRM, but the results were shocking. But we got news somewhere, we're not going to talk about it, that uh, uh, there, was, there, there, there were votes uh, that were thrown away. We are not sure of that, that's why we don't want to follow, but we are preparing to write a letter to the IEC and request an audience so that they listen to us. We're not complaining, but we want to prepare for 2021. The IEC must improve uh, its function so that elections are always free and fair. We don't want to become one of the Africa's countries, uh, as it is happening in Central uh, African Republic and Sudan. We're not going to engage in those activities, but we want to engage IEC and advise them how things could be shaped better. Uh, for everybody to be satisfied. We are proposing the uh, electronic system of voting. It could be done because even the door these days in offices, you can open using your thumb. Uh, you can Thank you, Glanva. No, no, no. Yeah. I think um, I just wanted to understand what the political position was. I'm not too worried at this stage, certainly. Accept whatever the result, because we're still building we appreciate your thoughts. Thank you so much for your contributions. That was Ntlantla Butelezi, who is the leader of the People's Revolutionary Movement, calling us from KZN. We go through now to Advocate Mantula in Johannesburg.
Thank you, sir. Good evening, even to your guest, Karama. Thank you, sir. Yes, I think one of the key gains of this election for me when I look is I see getting a lot of money back, you know, deposits, you know, uh, of parties we have lost. And that is able to help our fiscals in terms of managing elections of this vast nature. Taking into uh, account that there were some glitches and hitches. And I think one of the losing factors was the youth tenor, I mean turnout, you know. What we can say, uh, many reports of observers are saying that we should focus on uh, pushing the young people to understand elections, democracy. Because out of 26 million, we had only 17 million who voted. And we had almost 8 million people who did not even turn up. And we have almost 85 million people who have expected to have registered. So we are are still looking behind in terms of uh, the civic and voter education aspect. And the last aspect, which has been troubling me, is our ballot boxes. You know, when I go to many African countries for the elections, we, we are calling them the translucent ballot boxes that you can see when you are throwing the ballot paper inside the ballot box. Now, I, I, I don't know, is it the issue of maybe you are going green revolution, going for the boxes? I don't know, but something has to be checked there. And then I think finally, some, some of the issues that of having many parties in the uh, this election was, was again good for the multi-party democracy. And it was not only splitting of votes. One can say it was maybe the sharing of votes you know, we were able to split votes. Ajamal, you know, other new parties came in good, ATM. But the issue is that will the parliamentarians be on the task, you know, somewhere of what the fifth parliament left behind and take over those amendments of bills and hold executive to account and as well as a pretest for the local government election. For me, what I saw finally maybe is that these elections are even a test for many new parties and the current parties in terms of their test towards the 2021 local government elections. Thank you so much for those thoughts there, Advocate Mandula, calling us from Johannesburg. Karabo, let's just hold your response to that. Let's take a quick ad break, and then you can respond to the two um, calls together with the voice notes we're going to play after the ad break. Stay tuned, South Africa, SAFM, leading the conversation on The Viewpoint. Enter the global black market with Nilufa Hedayat as she sets out to meet the people trafficking illegal goods and those trying to catch them. Don't miss the intriguing documentary Traffickers, Sundays on SABC3 at 7.30pm starting 12th of May. The business landscape is changing. Is your business ahead of the curve? Join us on the 23rd and 24th of May for our live broadcast from the 2019 Africa Shared Value Summit in Nairobi, Kenya, where we'll be engaging with some of the world's brightest business minds on how businesses can create both economic value and value for society. Tune in for all this and more. The summit is proudly sponsored by Safaricom, Old Mutual, NL, APSA, the World Food Program, JC Deco, and the Shared Value Africa Initiative. Learn more at AfricaSharedValueSummit.com. The viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Turning conventional wisdom on its head. Songhe Zomabe on SFM. 
Aisongezo, Chabuchilwani, in Mkondo. My analysis about the results of these elections, especially with ANC, I think their loss of support to 57% is kind of a blessing in disguise. A blessing in the sense that we have Mr. Sri Ramaphosa, who is a man of integrity, and I think he will galvanize uh, everyone who will be elected to do well, to stop corruption, and to deliver as the people of South Africa deserves. And I think by doing that, come 2021 local government elections, the ANC will bounce back, thanks to Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa. I don't care what Isma Khashule says. The truth is the truth. The ANC did the way it did because of him. If it was not for Ramaphosa, will be below 50%. Thank you. Hi, Bunabek, it's Chico here. Uh, I want to say uh, congratulations to ANC for a massive job, even though they lost some points on the other sides, but still winning, it's winning. And I'm very sorry for uh, Musa Maimani, because I'm hearing rumors now saying Musa Maimani must be blamed for, 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 for losing votes on other provinces. But my question again is, why him alone? There is a whole lot of them. Thank you. Karabo, those are what the people of South Africa have to say. What's your response to that? Well, just respond to, to the, the, the current, just one who just spoke now. I think, uh, look, uh, as all Tolib said it earlier, that you know, as the Democratic Alliance, they take uh, collective responsibility for this. And so... I, I honestly think that you know they're the, the telling the truth. I don't think that they, there's an issue that's going that they're going to pin to to Muslim man. I think it, it speaks to the whole strategy of electioneering insofar as the Democratic Alliance is, is, is concerned as a collective. And I I think for them to grow from here, they'll have to to start to work together and and, and start to show that in action. Uh, but also listen to to to, to respond to Nkanka there. Uh, saying that uh, you know, the ANC is never going to, to, to implement land expropriation without compensation. I, 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 I agree with him to, to some extent. I don't think the ANC has been an organization that speaks and, 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 and implements. I think they tend to, to speak on these ideas and never really implement them. And I think that's going to be one of the challenges uh, going forward. Uh, you've got an EFF now that's got bigger numbers in, in, in the House, and they're, going to, of course, going to put a lot of pressure on, on Saldama professionals and then the rest of the collective uh, to ensure that they achieve this. I don't think Saldama is somebody who's really prepared to, to, go, to, to go on with this. Uh, there's talk of amending Section 25, and this, this is a pro- process, that of, co- of course, that's going to, to drag on for a long time. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't see the ANC implementing that particular policy. Uh, they'll talk about it for the next five years just to keep our seats warm and to keep everybody happy uh, going to the next election. But in essence, I don't see uh, the ANC implementing that particular uh, policy. So really, you know, a lot of the views are partially uh, honest in terms of their observation and, 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 and respond or reaction to to the general election. Uh, in so far as young, smaller parties are concerned, uh, the, the ATM, Good, Cope, PAC, uh, obviously from a, a voting point of view, they're not going to have much of an impact. But I think in terms of 
uh, you know, for their own individual growth as organizations. Uh, you know, the next five years is an opportunity for them to sell themselves to the public so that they do better in the next election. Uh, pity for Ndadetlo Wamma from Ahan, uh, they could not get a seat in parliament. Uh, I, I, I thought that, you know, in, in, in the last five years, it's one of uh, the individuals who've been really vocal in the, in the, in the, in the National Assembly, and I really hoped that he would uh, come out at least with one seat. They failed. So it also indicates the complexity of the voter in South Africa. But uh, I think uh, for the smaller parties, it's more of an opportunity for them to sell themselves to society and not so much a matter of them going into parliament to make a, a, a difference from a legislative point of view. Karabo Moelo, thank you so much for your thoughts. Thank you so much for your insights. Director Daristo Intelico Communications, a writer and analyst, giving us a bird's eye view for most parts in terms of who won, who lost, and the reasons behind that, and more importantly, the implications going forward for the next administration. That's Administration 6 in South Africa. Quick numbers. 26,779,000 registered voters. 17,640,938. Those are those who actually voted a deficit of 9 million South Africans who could have voted but did not. Staggering. Absolutely staggering. We're now going to cross over to Marjorie Jobson after the break, but I have to read this SMS from the Cape Town Girls Alliance. Thank you so much, Ms. Zanele Chaga, Ms. Vusiwen Josela, Bridget Mungesi, as well as the leader of the group, it reads... Amandla Manzana for your continued loyalty for this program. I'm not going to read the balance of that message. It's very silly. Nonetheless, thank you so much, South Africans. 2048, time for the ad break before we talk about things to do with apartheid and redress.